Welcome to Science Fiction Monologues. Have an original work you'd like featured on Sci-Fi Monologues? Email me with streams of consciousness, letters, voice messages, or any other monologue-style story. Send your written or recorded story to tyler at tylersharris.com. Episode 3, Sports Skin. Basketball is the most beautiful sport ever. It requires strength, speed, endurance, but also grace and finesse. And not just for specific players, but for every player on the court. The next best sport used to be boxing, before it was outlawed. At 13 years old, I was ranked first in the world for girls my age, and was recruited by 11 Division I universities. Few people peak at 13. After what I've been through, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Sports skin technology was integrated into professional basketball during my freshman year of high school and trickled down to college by my senior season. As part of the transition to college, I had to be trained on playing in sports skin techwear. I knew immediately that I was in trouble. My whole life I played in shorts, just like my mother and her mother before her, the way basketball has always been played. Suddenly, I'm expected to wear this itchy, full-body suit that constricts my chest so badly I can hardly breathe? For all the positive sports skin did for basketball, for me, it was the opposite. Couldn't focus on the ball, the defender, or the hoop. Only this new skin-tight fashion of the game. At this point, it goes without saying, but I fizzled out before I ever got a chance to play in college. My first idea of a way to stay involved in the game was to become a referee. The position was no longer necessary with sports skin techwear. Who needs a referee to say when somebody steps out of bounds if there are sensors in their shoes that set an alarm whenever they cross the line? Why depend on flawed humans to call out traveling violations when the sensors in the ball are synced with the sensors of the shoes to alert the whole team when too many steps are taken in between dribbles? Sports skin bodysuits could even detect a personal foul by the amount of force made by an impact. If I wanted to be a referee, I'd have to volunteer at a high school. Even then, I'd need a paying job. Luckily, I was in college. My mom suggested I switch my major to computer programming, which would allow me to stay involved in basketball if I could get a job working in sports skin techwear. The grudge I held against sports skin was not strong enough to turn me away from the idea, so I took her advice. As unlikely as it was to get a job at such a distinguished company with the most common degree in the world, I guess I just got lucky. I was approached by Bronathan after my first year at the company. Somehow he had recognized me for my days in high school and claimed to be a fan. He told me he had season tickets to the Bulls and took me to a couple games. Once I was on his good side, he inquired about my feelings towards techwear. My honest answer, bitterness. Ironically, the company that destroyed my career also provided me with an alternative. Still, my distaste for the company offered a great entry into the world of fixing games. Here's how it worked. Bronathan would bet against the spread on a low-profile game. He would tell you he chose low-profile games because we wouldn't be caught. Truth be told, I wasn't high enough on the totem pole to work in the tech room at the big games. Any game where I could, I'd adjust the tech wear settings in our favor. Modifications like that are hard to do, and it's even harder to go unnoticed. You can't just control a single subtle call. 
you have to shut down an entire setting, like defensive fouls or the shot clock. These changes are simpler and faster, but can be more obvious to the keen eye. If somebody knew what to look for, they'd realize something was wrong. A year into our operation, we almost got caught. I told Bronathan I didn't want to be a part of it anymore. We could go to jail for what we were doing. My plot for revenge was already a success. We'd made thousands of dollars together from fixing games, and I felt accomplished in sticking it to Sportskin. But I was only 24, so I had my whole life ahead of me. If he wanted to continue, I said he could go ahead. Just don't include me. At first, he tried calming me down, thinking I was overreacting, and would get right back to work once the chaos died down. When the investigation ended, and I didn't show up to our regularly scheduled covert meeting, he knew I was serious. So he showed up at my house. I didn't even think he knew where I lived. Before I could speak up, he shoved past me into my own home. We didn't talk for very long before he made his ultimatum. He had a sly way of doing it too. What he said that night will be seared into my brain forever. You know those self-driving cars are a funny machine. Everyone drives them, but nobody realizes how dangerous they can be. You could be driving down the road, then suddenly the turn assist stops, or the automatic brake doesn't work. Before you know it, you're stuck in a ditch, or worse. I knew I couldn't go to the police, or else I'd be putting myself and my family in danger. Instead, I made the police come to me. Ronathan was betting on more high-profile games out of arrogance, and I was subtly acting more sloppily. To a layperson, they were just glitches in the software. My assumption was that somebody was watching for any unusual mechanical issues. Fortunately, someone noticed my foul play. When I got a knock at my door, I had to hide a smile. From there, things happened quickly. Bronathan was taken in shortly after me since they triangulated his bets with my bouts of tinkering. My sentence was short since they were only trying to use me to get to him. Best of all, Ronathan believed I stayed loyal the whole time, since I served time and didn't go into witness protection when I was released. With no job at Sportskin, I was no use to Ronathan. He sent me a letter a few years back to congratulate me on a job well done and time well served. Haven't heard from him since. While I don't work for Sportskin, I work for the government. I'm in the Department of Sports Fraud, protecting the sanctity of sport from people like Ronathan from people like Bronathan, and in a way, from people like me. Written by Tyler Harris, with editing by Ashley Ede. Performed by Malavika Padmanabhan Cabana.